Welcome to Bad at Love Podcast. Creepy edition. Well, more awkward than creepy, but same thing. (laughs) This is one of three that we're going to be having that's going to talk about from awkward men encounters, particularly dating. Or female. Or female. Um, Or also up to creepy and then lastly just plain fucking scary downright horrifying (laughs) so let's delve in shall we thank you first of all to everybody who uh responded to creepy dating stories and letting us be able to read these we're hopeful that this will be the first annual (laughs) creepy awkward scary dating moments podcast or maybe not maybe by next year everything will be gone there will never be an awkward scary or creepy date because the world will be at peace okay we've already discussed the fact that uh (laughs) mallory's pollyanna 3.0 or whatever the fuck we're gonna call her but um we all live in the real world gals and gents so we know what's up we'll see you next year Mm. (laughs) well why don't you start us off miss tamu okay so our first note comes from our friend, okay, I'm not going to pronounce it right, Ayodele from MILF Ministry Podcast. And she said that on her first date, she discussed his restraining order and someone accusing him of being a pedophile on the first and only date. Now that sounds like something you've been through, Mallory. <laughs> it was something I went through. Mm-hmm. I have been there with you. With so, yeah. Oh, with her. With, like, yeah. With me. I've never yes. encountered... A pedophile. No, you have not. Yes. And it's one of those things that kind of hits you off. You think things are great. And then all of a sudden they're talking about the fact that they've been in prison. (laughs) And uh, why they aren't, why they were in prison. And why they're not allowed on social media. And then they're trying to hug you. And you're just trying to end the date peacefully so you get home safe. Right, it makes sense. Plus you've aged out. You're not a, you know, that one was a pedo. Yes. That's true. Mm -hmm. That's we will go to our next one a podcast at the intersection marion gave us a very good story oh lord i was on a bad date for this poor girl once we went to see pan's labyrinth which i had been told was a magical realism children's movie it is not it is full of my emotional triggers including abusive father figures injured imperiled dead children and a good person sacrificing their life to stand up for what's right needless to say halfway through the movie i was sobbing loudly by the end of the movie i had cried so hard that i gave myself a nosebleed we still dated for a couple of months after that though so <laughs> oh. <laughs> When she had said this, I was like, you know what, though? That's a good woman who's like, you know, that's just... You had a past. You know, you have some things. And it's and brave of Marion to be like, you know what? I'm just going to let it out because I can't help it. And this yes. is who I am, right? So she that other person had a choice to say, you know what? This is too much for me. But she didn't. So good for everybody on that one. Yay. Awkward. You continued but forth. But you made it through. You <laughs> sallied forth. <laughs> All right. So the next one is from Sasha. She's a co-host of Angry Black Girls podcast. She says, I met a guy at my neighborhood bar for a drink. We chatted briefly on twi- on Tinder, and he seemed normal enough, so I thought it was okay. Let's meet up and see how this goes. When I arrived at the bar, the bartender let me know that my date had been there for 30 minutes, and it was already three drinks in. Very nice of that bartender, by the way. I know, right? Pays to have a local watering hole that you go to <laughs> to become a celebrity at. So I 
Grab a drink and join this dude. First of all, he barely resembles his photo. Like, clearly there was some Photoshop happening on his Tinder profile. The convo starts off normal, but then he gets into how he usually goes on dates with petite Asian women in their early 20s. All things I'm not. Then he starts telling me how his last girlfriend went to great lengths to ruin his reputation online. I'm halfway through my drink at this point and decide to excuse myself to the bathroom and make an exit strategy game plan. I was gone for all of three minutes and come back to find my date has invited two other women to sit down and join us. (laughs) I didn't even wait for my friend to call me. I just left. But then, dude follows me out and tries to end the date formally. (laughs) I had such a good time. Let's meet up again. And I looked at him like, bruh, the fuck? (laughs) I then proceeded to tell him that I wasn't going to call or text him because he's an asshole who obviously doesn't understand how dates work. (laughs) Not when you're three drinks in anyway. Holy crap. (laughs) In 30 minutes. And by the way, (laughs) I only date tiny Asian ladies, but you'll do tonight. And also, like, these other ladies are going to join us on the date that we're having. What a fucking jerk. This next one is from Irene, and I assume this last name is also, it looks like Seabiz TV, so I might be saying this wrong. I don't know how I can say that correctly. Sibitzva. Sibitz. Sure. Okay. We apologize, Irene. We apologize. So you, this is your social media that you speak of. But that's how you say it. It's C-B-I-Z-T-V. Okay, wow. I connected with a guy online. We talked for months by email and phone. He was from Canada. And when we finally met, he was disabled. We actually ended up getting engaged, but we broke it off because he was not honest with me in many other areas. He never even mentioned his illness. The picture he sent was a little vague and obviously 10 years in the past. I could tell something was different, but then I found out uh, what when we met. He was too secretive on some issues. I almost feel like I never really knew him. Not sure if this qualifies. It absolutely qualifies because he lied. Yeah. Wow. That's a big thing to kind of leave out. Oh, and by the way, and props to you, Irene, for being like, you know, that's cool. I mean, well, because I do understand that. I have disabled friends myself, and it is really difficult to date when, you know, people aren't even willing to go meet you. Mm -hmm. So I get that aspect of it. But then when you start to realize, oh, wait, you lied about a lot of things. Yeah, like all your whole life is lying. Then that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to look like the bad, terrible person, but also, I mean, you guys were engaged. You thought you knew somebody. Right. Next one is from Angelise from Dripping Curves podcast. I was called a bee, a hoe, and a pussy for asking about a child's, his child's mother. Mind you, I was trying to plan something special for us, and he claimed he had never had a sitter. Furthermore, he tried to continue to have regular converse- conversation with me after me calling me out my name. Just sick. Story's too long to type, but that's the Cliff Notes version. (laughs) I feel like that's sufficient, girl. Thank you. Yep. What a jackass. Oh, my God. Now we have Sarah from Nishiat Podcast. Not necessarily a bad date, but an interesting one. I once went on a first and only date with someone I met via an app. I thought he was being spontaneous when he suggested meeting up for drinks, and and we'd figure out the dinner spot later instead of making reservations. Actually, the real reason is because he's a health inspector in a different county. He wanted to walk around the downtown area of the city to double-check the signs at restaurants' windows to see if their health code is at a high enough standard for him before going inside. I was very hungry by the time we found a place. Also, I heard some vivid stories of his findings at work. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of that Friends episode 
Rafiti dates an inspector, a health inspector. Oh. And she gets all hot and bothered because he has a badge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then she can't go anywhere because he keeps he, closing down every, every place, place they go to. she likes, yep. <laughs> yeah, Sarah kind of added some color to it to say that they had had drinks prior to that. And then they were walking around the city trying to find a place to eat. And she was just like, that's not a good, I, good way to go about it. So. <laughs> Even more pickier the more you drink. Well, not only that, but like she was like, I was super hungry. But oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like you really want to eat. There. You have to eat. Like you can't. You have to feed the beast. So our next one is from Melody. She is from Mom Life. Yes, I can. Her pilot episode launches October 18th. So definitely give that a listen to with her full, full launch happening on my birthday, November 10th. So here we go. Ha! Oh my God. So ironically, my podcast partner and I, my podcast partner and lifelong friend slash sister went out on a double date with these guys years ago. Can't remember where we went, but we wound up at a diner afterwards. They told us not to look at the back of the menu. So my girlfriend, Nicole, and I were confused. Our faces were like, what? And we said, why not? And he said, because that's where the seafood and most expensive dishes are. We don't have money for all of that. (laughs) Hashtag done. That was our one and only double date with those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a little rude to be, I mean, if you had talked about it beforehand. (laughs) Exactly. But also, don't go to a restaurant if you can't afford half the dishes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) By the way, guys, you can only get water and a lettuce iceberg salad. Oh, guys, <laughs> guys, this is what not to do. So this next one is Madiba from the podcast Bard and Bougie. Mm-hmm. They have actually given us quite a few stories. There's going to be a couple of them that are going to be on another flutter that we have. So we're going to name three of these ones, which are awkward and weird. Mm-hmm. First one is the time my date said that he didn't think people in prison deserved water. And he was a med student, still doesn't know why he makes every crime a death sentence which is hilarious every crime okay another one was the time that my date told me he loved me and it was a first date i've been there aren't you lucky it's awkward as fuck because you don't know how to respond it's awkward oh i i can only imagine (laughs) and especially when you're thinking in your head i'm not there i don't love you i just like my name is mallory (laughs) hi i'm tom i love you Mm. bye-bye And the third one is, the time my date told me he didn't know why we needed feminism, didn't think it was possible for me to do both racial justice and gender justice work, and suggested proposing to me. It was a first date. Girl, you got a lot of people wanting to marry you right away. Congrats. Oh, that's happening. They all crazy. It's insane. They want someone to take care of them. That's all they want. This next one is from Marie from Go Your Own YA. Woo! She lied about it being a one-night stand, so I glittered her bedroom. This was during Pride. And so I asked her for some more information, and she said, I had glitter in my faux from the dyke march, so I just kind of trailed it everywhere, also on her sheets. (laughs) (laughs) She's probably still finding that damn glitter, because you know you can't ever get rid of it. So Mouse from Mouse and Weens um, had a had two different stories as well. However, one of them is more of a awkward for other people. <laughs> well, this and then a very is, scary one that scary we'll talk about one later. Is 
just funny. So this is the, the one that's awkward for other people. She said that uh, there's a haunted ma- mansion ride at Disneyland and they went on it over and over because we were hormonal 17-year-olds that couldn't keep our hands off each other. Let's just say that that ride had lots of happy endings. Ooh, dirty, mouse, dirty. I don't think you're a mouse. Yeah, no. <laughs> Clearly, and I told her this. I was like, "So I thought you were the innocent one." And she's right? like, mm, "No, not so much." Wink, wink. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Okay, so we can tag team Jim's because he did send us many of them. Mm. So I will start first because this one is funny, and I actually have had witness to it. <laughs> not to the sexy part, <laughs> but to the other part. What's wrong with an old man and dogs? Nothing, I say. I was out front of my home doing some light gardening when a nice-looking older gentleman came sauntering by with his two dogs. Two, not 100, which is a joke we have. (laughs) We struck up a conversation, and I invited him inside for sex. Just kind of like, you know, can I have some coffee? Why not? Mm -hmm. We put his dog in my backyard, not inside, so they could lick my ass like some like to state have happened, (laughs) which is also a joke that we have. We had sex. He collected his dogs. And he left. That was all there was to it. So I thought, come to find out that this particular gentleman is an ex-boyfriend of a good friend of mine. Strange? Even stranger. My new boyfriend's good friend and this gentleman are great friends. So now I see his this saunter caller quite often at various events and oftentimes on the street. Oops. <laughs> Way to go, Jim. Way to go. Running gives you endorphins. It is a well-known fact. So it is no surprise when I am running and I see an attractive guy, it strikes something inside, deep inside. And should the other runner look my way with the same endorphin-driven stare and a bridge is up ahead, there is no surprise that blowjobs can be managed quickly and efficiently so as not to break your endorphin-filled run. Just saying. Wow. That's awkward for other people to hear. That's awkward for other people to see. (laughs) Running and you're like, what the? There's a bridge. There's shadow. Oh! Whatever shadow of people. Never mind. This is my friend. Okay. I used to be a dance instructor. Insert eye roll and laugh here, which is kind of funny since he's so damn clumsy. I became a manager of the dance academy. Let's call it an academy. And hired a guy because I thought he was cute. He was learning the dance as well and then came over one night. We had sex. The dance academy was closed shortly thereafter and I don't know his whereabouts. Hmm. So does that mean he killed him? Uh, I think Probably so. Left him under the floorboards. Okay, that's that's creepy, scary. That is creepy, scary. We should change Jim, that you've got one. some things to explain. <laughs> Here's another one. We do have one of his stories that's going to be actually boosted back into another section. Probably the creepier, scary ones. But this story is: I did also try to date another guy, and we decided to go to a foreign country together, which can be risky. True story. We broke up on the plane ride there. We ended up spending 20 days in a foreign country where it is illegal to be gay and there is no liquor. <laughs> we are friendly with one another. He found his soulmate and I have found mine. That is the ending. <laughs> Since then. <laughs> I remember that. That was funny too. Uh, funny fucked up, but like, oh man, I can't oh, even imagine. On the plane! Wait until to... the plane ride home. That way you can be separated. I feel like this... 
was like the night before into the plane ride that they then broke up and then he had to spend all that time there and they couldn't be gay and they also couldn't have alcohol so you can't even get through it like you just have to muscle through oh, i'm man. sure they have a weird like bond as a result of it i'm sure how awkward is that Ugh. awkward as fuck af jim did send this he says it's not my story but this is a friend's story Sure, wink, wink. <laughs> Spending some time in Vegas one weekend, he decided to go on a sex app and find a guy. He did, and he went to this guy's penthouse at one of the major hotel casinos on the Vegas Strip. They had just started getting busy when the door was opened by the hotel security and police. Apparently, this guy was wanted for multiple at multiple casinos for stealing. My friend had to go down to the station and get questioned as to how he knew this other man. He explained it was all about sex and that he had just met him. After hours sitting in the police station, they finally believed him and let him go. He no longer goes to hotel rooms. He requires them to go to him. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And our last story he gave was, this was back when I was living in Boulder in 1989. I met this guy. He was a professor at the college. And we went for a hike up in the mountains in Boulder. Now, mind you, also, this is where I was born. (laughs) Well, there you go. So. Was this the year you were born? Uh, 89, two years after. Oh, my God. So I was two years old, Jim. Two years when you decided to go hiking in these mountains. You never know. You might have encountered a young, fragile Mallory. (laughs) He, we had a clearing and had sex. Yes, I am a whore. Apparently, he writes in parentheses. There's no shame. As we were finished and got dressed to head it, uh, and got dressed, we headed out. Just beyond our clearing was a Boy Scout troop doing some sort of berry training of what you can eat outdoors, (laughs) etc. We weren't quiet. Nobody looked in our direction, and we quickly walked away. <laughs> Awkward for them. Wow. Those poor, Those poor kids. kids. <laughs> Probably thought it was a bear or a fox or some shit going on, and then they were like, oh. It's just two men it's getting just it two on. men having sex. What's that about? What's berry training? I think I it's need what to go to did. that. <laughs> it's not your balls. Let's just say that. Well, thank God, because that would be really weird. Yes. So I, uh, I had some of these resonate with some of how I felt in some dating situations, such as the pedophile. And <laughs> what about yourself? Anything uh, resonates? Um, you know, I guess I've been blessed because I've really led a sheltered dating life because of my shy awkwardness in general. But I, I feel for everybody in these situations and just like the audacity of people to yes. think that they can just do shit and it's okay. Well, speaking um, of shit, that's your awkward dates. Yeah, Going that's my awkward date about the guy telling me about <laughs> taking the shit in festival foods, which I've already discussed, yes, unfortunately, on the show, podcast. so I don't want to talk about it. I feel like I can't because I think I actually talked about it on this podcast recently. But yes, it is awkward when you hear someone tell you that they took a massive dump in a grocery store supermarket bathroom. That just makes you want to go out again. It's too bad after that he didn't invite you to look curds. at it. After eating too many cheese curds. <laughs> well, thank you to every single person who sent us their story. Be prepared for even creepier and scarier stories as we continue on. Shout out to our the Women of Color podcast Facebook group yes. and Lady Pod Squad. Thank Facebook you. Facebook group for having a lovely... Um, forum for us all to get together and share stories and support one another. So I want to thank those Facebook groups that we're in and also, you know, like, I don't know, check out some of those podcasts. Yeah, we will have their podcasts in the details of our podcast. You can click on any of those links there to check them out yourself. 